The New Science of Physical Health And as a young guy, Barry, living here in Australia, went to this rural high school in a dairy farming community in a place called the Bega Valley, B-E-G-A. For all of my listeners to this uh, lesson overseas, that's the pl- that's how you spell it if you want to look it up. Bega has a population, it's a rural town, of about 4,000 people, so quite small. And to this day, it still only has one traffic light in the main street of the town. Barry, in fact, grew up in the hamlet town, about 20 kilometers away from the main town of Bega, and that place that he grew up in was called Bemboka. That place, that little hamlet town of Bemboka, that's where his father and mother, I think uncles and aunts as well, were all dairy farmers. So Barry decided to go to banking, into banking, when he left Bega High School, I think around in the late 1970s, and make begin his career in banking after he finished his high school. He worked in what was then called in this town, this rural setting, a place called the State Bank of New South Wales. So for all my overseas listeners, and there's a lot of people, we're in 91 countries now, all of my people overseas, New South Wales is a state. So you might be familiar watching movies, you know, California is a state in America, Texas is a state, Washington is a state. And so in Australia, one of our states is called New South Wales. And that particular, the state bank is located on a corner in this idyllic country community called Bega. The bank where he worked is opposite. It's really cool, this. It's opposite this clock tower. You can look this up on Google Maps, the actual clock tower, in the main street of Bega. So the main street is called Carp Street, C-A-R-P, named after a fish, of course. And all these years later, So Barry, back in the late 1970s, begins working at the State Bank. All these years later, it is still there, that clock tower. And it reminds me, for me, it reminds me of the movie Back to the Clock Tower in the movie Back to the Future starring Michael J. Fox. Now, interestingly, I actually know a thing or two about this bank and about this clock tower because Barry Irvin, the chairman of a $3 billion Australian dairy company called Bega Cheese, that's the name of it, he and I went to the same high school. He was in year 12 when I entered the seventh grade. So we never knew each other back then, but I found out in my interview with Barry that he worked at the state bank exactly seven years before I did. Can you believe when I left Bega High School in 1984, I went to work for exactly the same bank that Barry had worked in. By that stage, he'd left and move on to become a banker in Sydney. So every morning, I would go past the exact same clock tower that Barry did and enter the front doors into the bank. Now, whilst he stayed in banking for a number of years, I lasted only three months. Instead, I went off to university to the subject 38 years later I'm more obsessed with than when I began, health and physical education. Barry told me in our interview that he moved back to the Bega Valley, to, I think it was in the late 1990s, to help out on the dairy farm and that hamlet town I called Bemboka, a beautiful place out there, when his father sadly suffered a catastrophic cardiovascular event, a heart attack. But Barry told me he didn't want to stay being a dairy farmer. He wanted to go back into banking. 
And as you'll hear in this section of the interview that I'm going to give you, we had about one or even two hours together in this interview, and I'm only going to give you a snippet of it today. But what he did next with his career, Barry Irvin, from this country town here in Australia, this dairy farming community, changed the lives of tens of thousands of people across our nation and made my hometown of Big New South Wales famous all over Australia and about 40 other countries around the world, I think, Barry told me. Barry was asked to be the chairman of our town's bigger local dairy cooperative, which at the time, he told me, when he took over in the year 2000, had yearly revenues of about $10 million. So decent company, no, no doubt. But that was around the year 2000. And Barry would have been probably around about 38 years old then. Between 2000 and the end of 2022, he and a team of 4,000 staff that he leads, now that's not all from the, the one local town because the business has now expanded all over Australia since the year 2000 and has grown, as I said before, to generate a staggering, colossal, I can't even think of a bigger word than that, $3.01 billion. So to me, three, I mean, $3 billion, that's with a B, by the way, the first one was $10 million. The second one was $3 billion. And it, to me, that's as staggering as it sounds. This small rural town that had a local dairy co-op is now a multi-billion, B, billion-dollar powerhouse today called Bega Cheese. I encourage you to go look it up. If you've never heard of Bega, the town, if you, and if, if you've never been there, if you live in a as I've said, don't forget, this, les this lesson is being listened to in 91 different countries. So a lot of those people are across Australia, but a lot of them aren't. And if you've never heard of the place, you should go and visit the Burger Cheese website. And if you live in Australia or are from overseas and you want to come to a place in the world, come and go and visit the town that I grew up in. Go to the Cheese Factory where some of my school friends still live and work. It is like, to me, a piece of heaven on earth. The reason I was interviewing Barry was due to a catastrophic cancer event that he was suffering from at the time that was public knowledge. My time with Barry was a rare opportunity for what was then a startup podcast that thankfully has grown to become popular all over the world now. When I kicked off, it was zero listeners. And I think we're up to about, last time I checked, about 1,444 cities. So it's getting much bigger than I expected. You can get a hold of the full interview with Barry, the chairman of Cheese, by going to the link in the show notes. But what I want to do, though, is share Barry's answer to the same or almost identical one critical health question that I asked from Angus from Scotland three years later and these people who grew up half a world away from each other. So let me do this. I'm going to hit the transition bell and you're going to hear me speaking to Barry. So it was inside a cafe, so there's some background noise. That just adds to the ambience of the interview. And at this part of the interview, I asked Barry the question, the critical health question. Then listen to his answer. And then I'll be back to wrap up this lesson and get you ready for part two of the lesson, or episode two of the lesson, and more with anger. So let's listen to what was for me this rare privilege sitting down with the chairman of a multi-billion dollar dairy product company. 
Here he was, aged in his late 50s in 2018 and 2019, and he was diagnosed with stage 4 bowel cancer. And as I've said before, that was public knowledge. I asked him this question, and this is really the title of this episode about the four days that changed his life. Here's the question. Do you know the exact steps on how to use physical activity and the correct eating patterns to be at a very low risk from cardiovascular disease and cancer events, the number one and number two cause of sickness, disease, and death? Now, as you're about to hear, it's a variation of that question. Let's transfer now to the question I asked him and his answer, then I'll come back. We're going to wrap up this audio learning episode. Part of getting those four days that changed a lot. Yeah. Right? Um, what would you say, if I ask this question, this is my question, did you have specific knowledge about how to be physically healthy? No. No, I had, well, no, I was I was probably the, uh, whatever, whatever I knew, um, whatever I picked up along the way was what I sort of applied. Yeah. Um, but... I actually wasn't that worried about it, to be honest. You know, that like, and and and, um, and, I, and I was probably and so interestingly enough, in the probably in the twelve months or two years leading up to to um, to getting sick, I would have gone. That was my most ill-disciplined period. That was my busiest period. That was lifestyle toy, lifestyle around constant travel. Yeah. Too much alcohol. Too much. Too much food. Yeah. yeah all yeah, those yeah. things. Um, and I would. As I sort of said earlier, I would occasionally go, "Oh, I've got to break that and you know get healthy for, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, start yeah. to eat a little bit more healthy." But I wasn't. Uh, so the things that I knew, so so I was aware of you know what I was saying earlier around. I would always do incidental exercise. Yes, I yeah. would always. I would rarely, but not, I, nothing dead on. Like if I do this and no, get this out, not at all physically healthy. No, no, not at all. Okay, that amazing answer. Okay, so here we are with two people. As I've said at the top of the ep- of this episode, literally and figuratively a world apart from each other. One goes to Scotland in the 1980s and the other go is in Australia in the 1970s. One person in his late 50s and got diagnosed with a catastrophic cancer event. The other from Scotland, Angus, begins in his adulthood to use the outsmart framework that I call the correct dose of physical activity. Why is it called the correct dose of physical activity? There's a whole lot of episodes inside the Outsmart Classroom, which will show you what that's all about. I won't go through that here. But it's a framework that has been validated in peer-reviewed and published medical studies, the foundation of the framework, that creates positive molecular and physiological health adaptations. Listen to this. In 100% of users, 100% of the time. These adaptations cause structural and functional improvements in your blood vessel network, heart muscles, cell integrity, and more. With these adaptations, which we're not going to go through what those adaptations are, I might give you one example in just a moment. With these adaptations, you are at the lowest risk possible from what I label the biggest public health crisis of the 21st century obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic syndrome. So another way to label it, permanent sickness or premature death. 
Without that's what happens with these adaptations. You're at the lowest risk possible. Without these health adaptations, these structural and functional adaptations at a molecular and physiological level, you are at high risk, very high risk from permanent sickness or premature death. So remember the question. Here's what it was. When you left school, this is to you now. Did you know the learning frameworks that could 100% guarantee you will drive down complications from obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes and metabolic disease? So you could be physically healthy for your lifetime. Did you know what those frameworks were? In the second episode of this lesson, I'm going to explore more with Angus Logan and answer exactly what the frame what are the frameworks that will give you an outcome that everybody needs but most people don't have. When I say most, upwards of 90 plus percent of people in the community that you live in, in the workplace that you live in, amongst your family and friends. How do we get people to the biggest public health crisis of the 21st century? Let's get into it in the second part of episode two of this particular lesson. I can't wait to share more with you and dive into more of this conversation with Angus. Back soon. See you in the next lesson. Thank you for joining us in today's episode of the new science of physical health. We hope you have found the education content informative and enjoyable, and will share it with others. In today's episode, Shane made reference to a brand new project that will be released in early 2024, called The Perfect Health Lesson. If you would like to find out more about this project right now and get access to its pre-release, then go ahead and visit the website in the show notes for today's episode.